0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode of Life After Borneo. I'm Lauren Ashley Beck, and joining us today is Survivor 41's Ponderosa queen, Tiff Seeley. Tiff, how are you? Hi, Lauren.
1: I'm so good. But I have a question for you, because this is a burning question for you. So I'm going to interview for you for a minute. Life After Borneo, is that Lauren Ashley Beck, L.A.B. That is amazing. So don't listen to anybody when they
0: said I didn't know what was going on because clearly I am in tune. Yes, absolutely. I never doubted you, Tiff. I didn't doubt you for a second. We have so many things to unpack. So let's peel back the layers of your game and get right into it. What was the monster that Jeff was referring to all season long?
1: Um, Well, if you ask Tiffany what the monster was, I'm going to have to say it was the balance beam. That was the damn monster. Okay, that was a monster in my world. It was that stupid balance beam. However, I'm not sure there was a monster. I don't really know. I, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm really confused still as to what the monster was unless he was like referring to um, breaking the fourth wall or like, I don't know what he was referring to. I don't know if it was the idea that it was a whole different season, so to speak, even though like, I don't know, how do you quantify that when we've all people who have played will all say kind of the same things you don't know what anybody else has gone through so it's kind of like i really don't know lauren what do you think the monster was
0: you know i think it was the advantages but we're gonna have to get to that a little later i i i was i think that sometimes tiff they come up with ideas and they don't necessarily flush them out before advertising (laughs) you think (laughs) think? like it's giving fire tokens is what it's giving to me um Ah you know? Yeah. So you were actually an alternate for season 41. What was the turnaround time in between you getting the call and going to Fiji?
1: Okay. So I've clarified this a few times and cleared it up for people because I had a video that came out. I don't know if you all saw it on TV. I'm sure you did where you can actually see me finding out that I'm going on to Survivor, which normally nobody would really have authentically. But what had happened was that I was told I was not going, it was definitely not this season, and it was the Saturday before everybody was like leaving from LA to Fiji that, like that Monday or Tuesday, and the last COVID tests went through, so my phone rang on a Saturday, and I was in my closet watching the ID channel, which we have since figured out, we're on the same page, right, that's what I look, that's my get stoked going out stuff that I watch, it's very sad, but anyway. So that being said, I get a phone call and I see my person's name come across that, you know, has been working with me in casting. And I'm like, oh my God, why, why would she be calling me? Right. So immediately I'm like, all right, let let it ring twice or three times. And I did one of those things. Like it was like a bad boyfriend. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, it was like stupid. So I pick up the phone and I hear Caitlin and, um, I think Molly was on the phone. They're like, are you ready for this? And I'm like, what? And I think then it was just like a slew of curses that came out of my mouth like, shut the F up. You're not, you. I was cuckoo, like, gonna have a heart attack, kind of crazy, right? Cause I was so devastated that I wasn't going out, knowing that people are like already there. It's a killer, right? So my husband was on a run while this happened. So I set up my camera because he had no idea. And when he walked in, this is the best part. He actually thought I caught him doing something terrible. <laughs> he was like, oh shit, my intro what else is new right so I saw him be really hesitant like I was like are you on the phone he's like yeah but he wasn't even he was just listening to he just got so nervous but he was listening to like the radio or whatever and then it was authentically what, what happens. And I just screamed and yelled like a lunatic jumped on him. I almost nearly killed him because I think I'm twice the size. And it was just all really in videotape. And that's when Jesse asked for it and I sent it in and then they used it. But so that was authentic and real. I had 24 hours to get my act together here and get out to LA.
0: Did you just have like a bunch of yellow clothes on deck or how did that go?
1: That what you had to see what my closet looked like. I literally pulled, first of all, I don't really own a lot of yellow. So that's that. And they told me to like get yellow, orange. And you know, there's a huge packing list of what to bring, what not to bring. It's really overwhelming to begin with. And everybody else had like three months. I had like 12 hours, right? So I literally go to Target with my girlfriend and I am shoving everything off the racks. I mean, the ugliest shit that I would never wear in real life. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I didn't care. I just threw it all in, put it all in a bag, took whatever I had from my closet and threw it all in a bag. I had to leave my job, like quit my job because I didn't have enough time to give them notice that I was on leave. So I was like, I got to go. I can't tell you why, but I got to go. And it was like, it was madness. Get my dog stuff together. You know, what's she going to do? What is my mother, my boy's going to do? It was insanity. Paying your bills. You know what it's like. Yeah. Everything in order. I'm a mommy. I have to get everything in order. My medicines, this. It was insanity. It was insanity. But I work really, really well under pressure.
0: I've seen it happen, Tiff. You're absolutely right that you do. So when your yeah. students finally found out that you were on Survivor, what did they think and what did they say?
1: So here's the interesting thing. I was not working in the school that I'm currently in and that I've currently been working for in year for years because it was pandemic and I work in the school where the kids are suspended and they come to our site. And we're like sort of like a second chance suspension site and they're older kids that, yeah, they're wonderful. I love them. I mean, they're, they're great kids, but because there was no suspension and no school, I was farmed out to third grade class. So I was teaching third graders. So the worst thing ever was they, I was really attached to them, which was, you know, they were my babies on screen, I had 32 kids and it was a whole new school for me. So I think they thought I was sick or something was wrong. It was awful. So I was like, listen, everybody, I'm fine. I just can't you know, reveal what I'm doing, but I promise you I'm not sick and everything is fine. They were crying. It was like a scene, but I mean, I didn't have, what are you going to do, right? Once in a lifetime.
0: Once in Any- a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: apparently, eventually they found out, but when I got back, I immediately got my job back there, but not to be their teacher again. I was more of like a support teacher. So the students would come on for extra help and it was just, it worked out great. But I'm sure by now they know and have seen me on TV and are like, oh, my God, that's my teacher, you know. So that was uh, that was that was weird because, you know, you want that experience. Kind of like Tommy had with his whole classroom. But I didn't get that. But doesn't matter because now my students are watching it. We're watching it during advisory. I teach them about relationships. It's super fun.
0: That's awesome. Tip, do you think being a teacher helped you in game?
1: I would say, I would say being able to relate to everybody as a teacher, you know, you don't have much of a choice. You're relating to support staff. You're relating to the people that, you know, work the cafeteria. You're relating to the people that are downstairs managing, like the students coming in and um, we sort of have like security officers. So I'm working with everybody and then students from different schools every single day, because remember, they're getting suspended from all different schools around my area. So I don't know any of them every day. It's a rolling in, rolling out kind of thing. So I have them for 10 days and then I have to start all over again every, every two, three days. So that definitely helped me. And being like, schools are so political. You have to like, if you ask any teacher in the New York City Board of Ed, like it is like, I always say it's like playing Survivor constantly because you never know who's like trying to get Who's lying about what they're saying about this or the gossip, the drama, the lunchroom chatter. So yeah, I would say it did um, to an extent. But I think my social, just my social game in general was what could have gotten me a lot further, but what is also kind of what cut me off when it, when it did. Um, but yeah, you know, somewhat, somewhat.
0: I think you had great intuition in the game, Tiff. It was so nice to see you sort of pick out the red flags and be like, oh no, we got to shift this. And I saw you shift that vote multiple times. I also, did you read Reddit a lot while you guys were airing?
1: So while we were airing, I, you know what? I didn't even know, okay, this is embarrassing but I was a casual watcher. <laughs> like I was a fan of the show. Like every year I'd be like, I'm going to go on Survivor, you know, and cause you get so psyched up at the end. You love it, right? but I never knew Reddit existed. I know, because I'm old. I didn't know, I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't know what it was. Like, I still wish I didn't know what it was, but we won't even go there. They're like brutal. But anyway, so (laughs) there, I mean, most of them were great, but Reddit, I didn't know it existed. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't know who Bloomberg was. I didn't know who Mike Bloom was. I didn't know who Dalton Ross was. I knew like Ethan, I knew you. I think when they asked me pregame, who did I love? I was like, Lauren, she's so much like me. Like I saw myself in you a lot. I um, see myself okay. in you. Yeah, I did, I did. I said it pre-game. they I don't know if they aired that part, but it was really a strange thing. And I was like, that, she reminds me of me, right? And so like, I did not listen to a lot of those things during game. I just sort of watched myself and knew that going in, I had a lot of people who loved me just by like sight and like just not knowing you, judging you for a picture, which is so weird anyway, but okay, it happens. But I went from like being loved to being like, oh, she should die. (laughs) She's the worst. Like she is a, she's good for shit. Meanwhile, everyone became very quiet when they saw me start to toss rings and throw balls because that was where, you know, it was just a bad challenge for me. Like that first challenge was not my fault. I did everything right. It was just that they threw my name out because he needed to, and then okay, I legitimately did pretty stuff beyond that balance beam. I'm coming back for it, by the way. Um, seriously, I am going to slay that. I'm going to do like a triple flip or something crazy just to like redeem myself, all right? Liana running across it like a swan after. I was like, "Are you? Are you like, is this for real? Like, you just saw me like basically like have my way with this balance beam. You have to run across, like the like swan, she went across that. I was like, Liana, man, you're killing me. So, um I love her, but she, she was, she slayed it, you know? So, um, yeah, like it was, it was not really as bad as they made it seem, but they just love to jump on everything. So, but that's what, that's what, that's what's kind of fun about it. You know, it was my arc, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Tip, it's funny because I saw you were like a Reddit fan favorite. They loved you. And I kept seeing rumors that you won. Did you see that? And why do you think there was a rumor on Reddit that you won Survivor 41?
1: You know, that is a really good question. I don't know where that came from, but I did see it. And I have a feeling that what people were, how it was happening was that there was such a big arc for me going from like being really not good on that balance beam to like pretty much owning a lot of those challenges with Xander and like getting it done. And I think it, it created this like massive like, oh, crap, was this the like, are we not picking up on this? And then everyone just jumped on it. It was either that, or like some cast member's friend or something playing some kind of sick joke on me. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably gonna go with the latter on it. It was probably that, but you know, whatever. It was. It was funny. I would read this stuff like, "Oh my god, she's winning." I'm like, "I'm not." My father was freaking convinced. He's like, "I know you won." I'm like, "Dad, I didn't win." He's like, "I know you won." I'm
0: like, "I swear to God, He's like,
1: do you know me? Like, would I be able to keep that a secret? Have you met me?"
0: You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to give it as well. I
1: would have been spending that money before it got into my pocket, please, (laughs) forget it. I love it. So yeah, so I had to convince people, like my friends, like my best friends are like, all right. I'm like, stop, everybody (laughs) needs to stop. Like you're gonna be so freaking disappointed in about four episodes. So please stop, it was brutal.
0: All of you were interviewed and you played this word association game where you all associated a word with one another. And a lot of you had very interesting responses to Heather. So what was the word that you used to describe Heather and why? Okay.
1: So this is a little source of contention because my words, Tiffany is unapologetically herself. And I can't, I'm not a good like hider of what I'm thinking or or feeling. I'm pretty authentic. So I'm going to say what you're thinking. I'm going to say that's just who I am. Like you're thinking it, it's coming out of this mouth. People like run for me because they never know what's gonna come out of my mouth. And I knew that that was gonna be asked of me and just for some reason didn't even think about it and totally forgot it was gonna be asked of me. And I was so like hyped up on that being voted off. You know, you're like literally on that phone the next day and no time to really absorb like what you just watched because what you experienced out there and what you thought happened is very different than what actually happens. So I'm coming off of this, like, I was just voted off, holy crap, I was, like, pissed off about what I saw and whatever it was, and my associations were a little less than, less than um, PC, to say the least. So, yeah, so Heather's was strange, and here's where it came from, and I have since apologized to Heather numerous times, you know, And, and she's been fine with it, you know, it's all good, but I mean, i pretty much hurt her feelings. And that was never really my intention. Honestly, I never want to hurt me these feelings, but I was just saying what came to mind. I was playing I was like listening to the rules, word association. If somebody says hamburger, I'm going to say french fries, you know? And the reason I said strange was because I thought it was strange when she popped up wanting to like, clearly knowing that's going to be split between me and Xander. Like, what are you doing? So if you're going to try to save me, like just sit there and don't say anything, but her thing was, sit here, trust me, don't worry. Meanwhile, I really haven't said that much to you this whole time. What do you mean trust Trust you? And you never trust anybody on Survivor. Like, what? The only person I really trusted a thousand percent was Eddie. And even that was going to have to come to some sort of, at some point, if we made it further, right? So when she did that, I just thought it was strange. And then when I re-saw it again, I was like, why? Like, why did she do that? She actually almost got herself voted off because if Deshaun didn't throw a fit, it would have been Heather. So like, I just found it to be a strange move hindsight. And that's why I said strange. It wasn't that she's strange, but it came out and now I'm in trouble.
0: Let's shift gears. I want to talk about the knowledge is power idol moment and the plan that you, Evie and Xander concocted. Whose original idea was it?
1: Okay. So there's like a, this is a really crazy thing because, so I was the one who found out about it. Right. Because it was slipped through Shan in front of me. Like, Oh, did you get it? Cause Shan didn't know. She realized she thought that we were all fine. So Liana forgot to tell her that part. And so when I found out, I was like, Liana, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Let's move forward. Like, I didn't care. Let's move forward from this. It's great. You know, now she doesn't tell me what it is, but she said she found this thing and she kind of tells me, but not fully. Well, she trusted Evie more. And brought, and I said to Evie, so I pull Evie aside whenever I can. I'm like, Evie, she has this. We got to figure this out. What is it? Because we really didn't know hundred percent. And if it was true or what she told me was true, she later pulls Evie aside and t- lets her read the note. So Evie once again, actually sees a note, which by the way, happened to me in the beginning of the show where everyone thought I was crazy for not knowing something, but I never saw anything. So like, it was edited in a way to make me look like a stupid fool, but I really wasn't that, I mean, a little bit, but not really as much as they made me out to be, whatever, whatever. So Evie now knows what this thing is and knows that if it's on his person, it, Liana will be able to take it. And because she's thinking, geez, Liana's definitely going to use this. She's after, you know, Xander all this time, she's going to use this. That was pretty much like a shoe. And we kind of knew that. And so when Evie and I got together, we were so vibing on the same page, the entire show. Like if I said it, she thought, right. We knew what I started it. She finished my sentences. It was so cliche, but it was the way it was with us. It was just crazy. So we get together and she's like, okay, this is what it is. And immediately both of us Probably her first, because she knew that it had to be not on her person, but immediately at kind of the same time, simultaneously, we're like, it can't be on you because everyone will know that he gave it to you over me. So give it to me. So it was sort of like, it was, it was like the perfect marriage of both of our brains at the same exact time. But I would probably have to say, because she knew already and had time to think on it, that she was going to say it anyway. So it, it came together at the same time. And it was just. It was like a move that, you know, we walked away saying that's going to be like one of the moves of the season. So I felt good about that. I felt terrible about it for Liana because I love her. And that's such a it was such a thorn in her side, this guy. And then for us to do this. But, you know, she's fine with it. She knew what, what was going on. It's the game. But um, yeah. So I would say it was like a perfect marriage. Xander was just the executor. So and he did a great job, you know. He was the one who pulled out the, you know, the idol that he had made and the actual executor, because if she's asking him for it and he doesn't have it, obviously he's going to be the one to be like, well, nope, I don't have it. And then it's like, whoa, but like, it's annoying as a, as a player to watch what something that you have big hand in doing be given to somebody else completely, because you want to be like, wait, everybody, that was, you know, that was mine and Evie's," And, but of course he was part of it, you know, so you can't take it away from him. At the moment, looking back, I was like, the frick? Like, it was so aggravating. But then, like, that's a sign of a good gameplay when, like, you know, it's, I don't care who gets it. Like, now, if I were to play again, that wouldn't bother me at all. It's like, whatever, I don't care. It all You see it all comes out in the wash. But when you're watching it, it's so frustrating, right? So, um, yeah, and that was, like, the second thing that I had watched and he got credit for because I made up the word mergatory and they gave it to him and I went crazy. Like I was a cuckoo, <laughs> I was a cuckoo.
0: I was You like, made up mergatory? Tiff, stop. You know what? I want to clarify something really quickly. So when Tiff met Evie in the game, they were using she, they pronouns. Now Evie uses they pronouns, but just so we're clear on that, I know Evie and Tiff are very close, but I just want to make sure you all that are watching know that. In speaking about moments, Tiff, in the game that you knew were gonna be iconic and shown, was there anything that happened out there that you thought, oh yeah, they're definitely gonna air this and they didn't? Um, I held a
1: little talk show on the island called Water Talk with Tiffany. Xander talks about it on his tweet, yeah. So, and I would, because they made fun of me because every single minute I was like, I'm so hot, I'm so hot, I'm so, where's my water bottle? And because I'm from New York, I say, water bottle. So we created this talk show I did called Water Talk with Tiffany. And then Xander would start with his Long Island accent because he has family from Long Island. I thought maybe that would come out somewhere. It didn't, but there were moments that I had no idea would be what they were. When I said Baruch Hashem for the rice, that became the Jewish number four out of 50 most iconic pop culture things for Judaism this year. And so Hey Alma wrote on it, it was insanity
0: the Jewish representation on this season was absolutely iconic in between you and Liana and Evie and Sid. It was just amazing. Can you speak to that a little bit, Tiff?
1: Yeah. So Evie was funny. Like we would be across from each other at, um, during quarantine. It's a long quarantine. It's like two weeks. So you'd be like a fool, like looking through the people. Is she going to pick up her food? You know, like, but there was something instantaneous and I don't know how to explain it other than, it's just like a connection, like, like the Black Alliance, like, you know, women, all women, tri- like tribe, all guys thing, it's an immediate connection that is hard to ex- explain, but it was as if I knew before she even told me because we had similarities that were just easily pointed out. And Liana sort of slipped right in there too. And then we had a conversation about it at the water well, and we actually created the tribe within the tribe, but that never came out, yeah. So I know, I, and I don't know, maybe if they didn't get it or it just didn't make the edit because it didn't fit for the story, but it was pretty freaking cool. And uh, I think that um, the world was super appreciative of like Baruch Hashem being left there, but I don't know that they did that on purpose, honestly.
0: I would have to agree with you. It was, it was like a sweet accident that happened. And when I it did, so. it was like, oh, cause even my husband, when he was watching it, he, he said it out loud. He was like, oh my gosh, that's so great that they added that moment in. Right. I mean,
1: you'd like to give them credit for it. And I uh, obviously made it to the edit. So, sure, that's great. Um, So, but I don't know that that was purposeful. And what's so crazy about it is I always say it's the things it, you don't need to act a certain way because things don't happen like that. Things happen organically. And so, all the things that I thought, like, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to say this when I'm on TV, I, like, I said none of it. I didn't even think about it. I was just myself. And, like, that's who you need to be is yourself. So never go against that. That is who you need to be. I always said out loud, like I, I just knew I'd be on survivor one day. I said, I'm going to be on survivor. And like, you believe it. And it just kind of comes to fruition. It's just how I've always been. And, um, that's how I live my life. And that's how things happen for me. Like if I want to do something, I'll chase it and do the right steps. But normally it sort of comes to me And then I'm like, ah, that's it, you know? So I don't kill myself being like, oh, I didn't get this, or I didn't get that, or that's, you know, I know that there, when one door closes, there's something behind that next door that's meant for us. So like, you know, that's just how I live my life. And so Baruch Hashem was born really, just because that's how I talk. I say Yiddish and Jewish words all day long. I grew up with them. You know, it's just part of my vernacular, but it made the cutting floor and that was cool. So
0: In speaking about the Black Alliance, I sat down with Liana and Shan yesterday and we talked about it. What was your feeling about the Black Alliance when you were on the beach?
1: So I saw it from a million miles away. I might have been, and I'm gonna be honest, I think that there's a lot of pressure when you're playing this game. And with the times that we're in now, and with what's happening in the world, and coming off of everything that we came off of in 2021 and 2020, I really want to work with everyone and show my students that we can all work together. Like that would be my dream. So going into it, when I saw that forming, I was like, "Oh my god, please no!" I with everybody, so that, it, and that's truthfully how I felt. I was like, I just want to show my students that we can all work together. They're, they're predominantly Black students, and I love them dearly. And I always say to them, like, it's about, you know, working together, but it's also about recognizing when somebody or something needs to be done so that we can further progress this world for our students my students and for the children and for the betterment of the game and for myself as who I am as a human I saw it from a million miles away I was fine with it but the real game player in me was like oh no like how, what am I going to do I don't want to break this up like you don't want to be that person because it stood for something and I saw it but it also doesn't feel great but then again it doesn't feel great to be no have no represent no representation all these years and then you know, be scolded for it on the other end. So it's like, it's a real weird position to be in when you're a person who is very inclusive, love everybody and very aware and very aware of microaggressions and very aware of what's happening in the world. And so it put me in a weird spot, but I was trying to be both, um, uh, what's the word? Like understanding of what was happening yet, trying to alert some of the other folks, like, wake up people, because eventually this is going to fall apart, because there's only one winner, right, so it's like, at what point, and I was just maybe a day or two away from just holding on, but you know what, and I said it, like, what's meant to be, is you know, is meant to be, and that was my time to go, and, it, and I was okay with it, because I didn't want to be that person in front of my students to be like, I'm not good with it, like, because I was fine with it. It just doesn't look good. It's bad optics. So it's like, there was a lot going on. Same for, same for Shan and Danny and Deshaun and Liana having to, and, and Erica and Sear, having to represent and then feeling, oh, should I not be part of the Black Alliance? Should... I mean, they were struggling. You have to be, right? Let's talk about it. You have to be. And and also me being who I am, I'm not afraid of conversations. I have them with my students. I have them with my friends at work um, and and I'll do it anytime I don't care. The truth is like, people are very afraid to say, well, I don't want to be that person. Well, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it because that's called like, actually let's have the conversation and here it is. And this is what I was feeling. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just what I was feeling. And if I wasn't human and empathetic and caring and loving of people, I never would have those feelings. I'd just be like, whatever you need to struggle to progress. And I'm not afraid to struggle. And I'm not afraid to say something that someone will say, Hey, you know, that's not what you should say. And I don't always say it correctly, but that, you know, it's so important to not be afraid because I'm very silly and I joke a lot. FYI, just in case you all didn't know. I'm very silly 90% of the time, but I have a very serious side and a very, um, A a do gooder side where I just really want things to be all, everyone's happy and loving. And as much as everybody wants that, it's not what happens every minute of every day, of every second. And you have to lower yourself a little bit and say, not everybody's going to feel that way. And wake up and put yourself in other people's shoes, walk in those shoes for a second. And so, my, I, I felt the pressure for them as well. And so, I knew what was going on, I really did. I felt it, I saw it, I knew it, I saw it happen immediately. And as you know, you get angry in like a game sense, not about what was happening, but oh shit, like I just lost my footing and, but then like wake up, it's a game, this is real life. So you know what, kudos to them for trying to do something for the greater and betterment of themselves and for the rest of the, you know, of the world to see this. And the representation was very well received and you know, all the nonsense of we're never going to watch again, blah, blah. You're watching again. Like, enough. You're going to watch again. Stop it. Such bullshit. Like, be real. You're going to watch. Like, stop it. You know? Look what's
0: happening. It's all over TV. Wake up. Like, so it is what it is. What yeah. was your feeling about the advantages? Did you like them? Did you hate them? Were you in the middle?
1: Oh, <sighs> So thank God I didn't find that advantage that Xander found because I would have been done after like, I would have been that person that was calling my kids and being like, oh my God, leave school now. I just ruined your life forever. <laughs> like I'm getting voted off first. That would have killed me. So that advantage I think sucked the big one. Like it wasn't even an advantage. Like it was an advantage with a disadvantage. Who wants that? And then every other advantage also was an advantage with a massive disadvantage. So it was kind of like, where are the advantages? without the disadvantages. It was like island of the disadvantages.
0: (laughs) Well, and Tiff, I wanna ask you, I have a theory that advantages are now becoming more of a curse than a blessing.
1: You know, so I always think they were, they were. So I think that, okay, this is what I said. Having an idol always put a target on your back, right? right? Not this season. I kept saying, this is the season, drop the four, keep the one with the idol in nobody was targeted with idols, not a single person. I said, what the hell is going on? Whenever in the history of a game, would you let Xander get any further with an idol, an extra vote, this one's holding this, this one's holding that, it never happens like that. And not one person used anything. Like besides myself, Evie and and Liana and Xander, it was like you were, oh, you have an idol. Okay. We'll keep you in. Like, you're good. Like, what is that? What, when did that happen? You know? So it's kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, it's going to be like, okay, I have an advantage. Like, oh, let's tell everybody. Hell no. I would not have told anybody. So, you know, it was, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. Honestly, when I found my idol in that fire, I never ever would have shared that with Evie or Liana. Unless I had to, and it probably really would have had to be something that was going to benefit me in order to get forward in the game. But because I found it in front of them, sort of, I was, I was done. And I was being truthful for me was I never lied in the game. That's the crazy part. I really didn't even lie in the game at all. I mean, you can ask Shan. One of the funniest things is I said to her, Shan, I told Leonid to give you that. I don't know what the hell's happening. I swear to you, I, I, listen, she's doing this stuff. She's going to do it to you. Meanwhile, I'm like, all right, she's not listening to a fucking word I'm saying, but whatever. It's, she's pretty. I'll just talk to her. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, she's the boss. So we're going to talk to her, you know? I love um, you. But yeah, like, it, it was this weirdest thing. And it was because you, nobody was safe. Like, I'm like, well, I don't understand why me. That was what pissed me off so much about my vote out. It didn't, I was, I knew it was going to be split on me and Xander, but why split it? Freaking flush him. Make sure he knows you're going to come after him. Make sure Nasir knows he's a target. Why am I the one who's going home and
0: everybody's sitting with an idol and nothing's flushed? Why weren't the idols flushed in season 41? What was the chatter amongst alliances? Like what, what was it, was there never? Cause I know if we ever even fought or had the slightest inkling that someone might've had something, we were going to write their name down so they could flush it out or, or try to create chaos around camp so that they would play their idol. There's theories that he was just not that much of a threat, but like, why? I want to ask you, was Xander seen as a threat to win season 41
1: um I would say no why I would say his he made good moves he was a great player he was super young um I use the word performative which was also not well received and Evie in um Sestrino's I call him Sestrino that's what I call him this is my best friend just kidding (laughs) and Rob has a podcast that she just did with him. she said he did like eye rolly things like oh of course you're going to step out because you have an idol in your pocket you know so like I think it became that was such a good way to say it that's so much better than performative it's it's a much nicer way to say it and it's actually more accurate it was more like oh of course you know he has this he has that he's safe he says but I also think that he was almost like this I don't know like not socially a threat he didn't have the, he had connections, but nobody was too worried about him because they were all fighting amongst themselves a little bit. And I think, I don't really know, Lauren. I don't know. Like, I don't know why he was allowed to go that far. I'm going to be honest with you. It's really weird. I don't remember thinking at all about, I don't want to sit next to you at the end. It didn't go through my mind. I was like, I'm going to the end with Evie. And if it's me, Evie and Liana, or me, Evie and Xander, whatever, may the best man win. That's how I was thinking. So maybe that was my bad, but that's just not how I think in general. Like I want to drag somebody, like that's not my thought process in life. I'm like, we're working for it. We should deserve to be sitting at the end. Like in my head, that's just how I operate. So like, it just didn't like not using the shot in the dark. I didn't use it, but I also forgot I had it. Like, uh, let me be honest. Like, oh no, I was never going to use it. No. I totally forgot I had it in my bag. Okay. Cause probably I should have been like, oh, here, let me try my chances. I'll never win this anyway, but let's try it. I totally forgot. So you're not firing on all like four engines. Like you're like, just not operating on your, your peak operational skill that you're normally able to do. But um, yeah, like it was just, I, I don't think that anybody really thought that at all, but I will say there was a massive shift when at the end and I'm going to say I called it because I did call it. Evie can attest. I said, Zender's going to take Erica. Evie like, no way. I'm like, yep, he's going to take Erica because he wasn't reading stuff right. And that could be his age. It could be because he felt so like empowered that he was missing the cues, the, the social cues. I'm not sure exactly. But if you look at him as a person, did he play a great game? Yes, because he got to the end. Did Heather play a great game? Yes, because she got to the end. Like, So it's kind of like, how are we looking at this? But when he brought Erica instead of Heather, that was like, you just do not have a read. Like what, it, it was like mind blowing to everybody else except for me, because I called it. But I totally did. I was like, she's in big Erica, watch. Because I the way he showed me what he did in previous things, like sitting out for this and stepping out for that. And like, I, it was just sort of par for the course, right? So yeah, I don't know that that was the sentiment because look, he sat next to like, to Sean and Erica. And like, it was like, a nothing. So yeah, it was it, Lauren, it was a weird season, like it, just unprecedented stuff. Like whenever is this stuff happening? Like where you, he's such a student of the game that you would never think that he would make that fatal error at the end. Uh, but, but nobody's really saying that too much, which is weird to me too. It's not being brought up that much. Um, that he brought her.
0: Did you have a winner pick in mind when you went into final tribal or were you open to being persuaded?
1: I was completely open. I was completely open. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, the, the jury was so bitter. Um, no, because you have a black alliance, all of which if they were so bitter or if they were standing to make a move, like nobody voted for Deshaun except for Danny. Like we were as like doing the right thing as you could possibly think. Like it's so obvious in what happened in the end. Like people think that everybody was bitter and didn't vote. Then Tiffany was so bitter. She didn't vote Xander. I was not bitter. I love the kid. He's a great kid. He's young. What's not to love about him. But you know, I just saw evidence after evidence that like, there was just something missing social awareness of some sort that comes maybe with age, or maybe he just, he was super excited and lost sight. Who knows? But I think we all really picked, I mean, Nasir wasn't even good, Nasir wasn't voting for Erica. Nasir was giving his vote to um, Deshaun, I believe, and last minute flipped it to Erica because of how she performed in final tribal. In fact, he said, he said at tribal, which got cut out, Erica, I wasn't going to vote for you, but now you have my vote. We were like, Jeff was like, oh, we don't know. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But, you know, he's funny like that. He's just, I know he's cute so yeah I think we just really listened and remember we're watching it obviously you know we're watching it in front of us every night at tribal and seeing who's pulling the strings and what's really happening who's really behind these votes and unfortunately Xander was not right on many of the votes that of the people that were voted out so he was not right I don't even think once So there was like a lot of stuff that if you really paid attention, you would see.
0: Going back a little bit, what do you think about turning back time? Do you think that that's fair?
1: You know, if we would have gotten like merch feast, I maybe would have been okay with it. But how do you turn back time and not freaking feed me? Lauren, I didn't eat the entire season of that damn fish. That was, it was crazy. Like, I can't believe, I was like, the one season, no rewards. No, nothing. Like, is this worth playing for? I'm like, not really, Jeff. It's not really worth it. I'm going to sit this one out. (laughs) Like, But like when you're not eating, you know, it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. But yeah, like it was just, I don't know, was there's there was like nothing to eat and turning back time. And then like, they didn't think it through all the way. I don't think it was one of those monster things like Danny was heated as hell. It was, oh my, he's like, how do you, because in Survivor, it's about winning. So if you're winning a challenge, how do you now tell me that I lost because I won? That doesn't make sense from like the survivor standpoint, but I guess it's a new era and expect the unexpected. So that certainly was the unexpected. And although people would be like, "Tip, oh you you really won out on that one." First of all, I'm like a capuchin monkey with my feet. That was the one challenge that I probably could have won. Like seriously, I can lift on the floor with my feet. So my husband was like, "Oh my god, of all challenges." But that was the only rock draw and the only positive to not having gone to Merch Feast was that we could have voted off Aluvu. And cause it's me, Liana, uh, Xander and Shan, bye Heather. And we got screwed and that changed my whole game.
0: Since we didn't get a lot of camp life in season 41, can you tell us about one of your favorite camp life memories, Tiffany? Um.
1: Oh God, there were so many. Um, well I started the fire which by the way didn't make the edit either you started the fire for the first time yeah it's on the extra shows like but they didn't show it like what the hell I was like that is like a survivor like this old bag which I'm not really old because I'm like 28 in my head but like started the fire and it's not shown I was devastated I'm like what the yeah, so I started the fire for the tribe. Um, that was like my, it's online. You can see it, they have it as the extra scene. So that was freaking awesome because I cannot tell you, I burned my hair, I burned my coat, trying fire in my backyard. Like I have videos of me doing this for hours, you know? And then being able to like do it when nobody else could, it was like, oh yeah, well, I got <laughs> I'm got. i outdoorsy. Yes. So like, that was awesome. Um, just like sleeping quarters and the conversations and um they didn't show they showed it in the extras our bands they did show that in the extras um evie and i were so overtired and i'm a pain in the ass because you know i don't like to talk clearly you can say that um right like at all i can't stop it's annoying to my even myself um but i would talk about like having diapers like, I that was my big thing and Evie's still not on board with it but I would she actually sent me diapers I was crying laughing about things because I was like you know it would be so cool if like Xander was just wearing a diaper and be like oh somebody needs to go change Xander <laughs> we're like what the f- is wrong with you and I would be in hysterical laughter Evie was just wanting to go to sleep and then she would start laughing because she's like it's not funny and I'm like oh it's funny it's so funny it's <laughs> so funny like, that was you know whatever but me finding the turtles was awesome so that that made it um what they didn't show you that was I was out looking for sweet potatoes for like six hours because I thought I saw a leaf but it wasn't one yeah we didn't have any, no sweet potatoes so that was great they didn't show any of like me hacking up like coconuts and like I was the crab catcher I caught us I was the provider I caught the, I'd be standing there talking to somebody and I'd see like one of those big Blue crap. and I would just pick it up. Every talks about me doing it and be like, we're eating. And it was, I don't know, it was like ego eye. I, I just it didn't, so they didn't show any of that. I don't know why. Like people love that.
0: We we love that. And we crave those camp life moments because it helps us feel closer to you guys. It helps us feel more connected to you. Was there anything that surprised you about playing Survivor once you got out there?
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna say what I said every time I was at the challenge how I have so much, like, I run, I can run four miles a day. I have so much, like, um, what is it? I can't think of the word when you can keep going for a long Stamina. time. Thank you. Stamina. I have so much of that. And I got to the challenge and I didn't, there's no way to replicate your nerves, your um, adrenaline when they say go. You dive in the water and then, like, you can't breathe after two seconds, it's unbelievably difficult. And I had no, I mean, I was one of those on the couch, that's so easy. What's wrong with this fool? You oh, stop it, stop it, get up! Like, that was me. I was dying. I was like, This, I mean, you saw me. Some of the things I did were hyster- like, First of all, I dove off of that thing like a moron because Jeff was like. You dive, jump, have fun with it. And I took it like I got in a moment and I dove like I was like Greg Louganis and in the Olympics and broke my back and Danny was like stretching me out on the beach. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but like there is no replicating that exhaustion, not eating, not sleeping and then doing a challenge and being responsible for like losing it. I mean, I couldn't wait to get to merge just so that I could be responsible for my own self.
0: So Tiff, what was going through your mind when you watch the balance beam moment back?
1: Oh my God. Okay, so, oh Lord. What they didn't show, and I'm gonna say it again, is mid-balance beam, Jeff is yelling at me from the top of his lungs. This is what is what I bad. I was like, okay, listen people. So in the middle of it all, I stop and I throw my hands to the side. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I yelled at everybody. It was like a pindra. The producers, Jeff, my tribe. Ooh, I, it was like one of those moments where everyone was like, like what? And then I just laid down. I was like, Oh no, no, I'm not doing this. Please God take me now. Listen, are you there? Can you just let me fall to the bottom right now? I was like dying. I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? I, I wasn't wearing sneakers, which I couldn't get my balance walking. That was the stupidest thing. I wore my sneakers after that. I just didn't know I was wearing the worst outfit. Let's not even talk about it. My hair was like, it was so unattractive. And then I couldn't like the, the movement of like, okay, in real life, because of my double mastectomy and. You know the muscle, uh, my upper strength, body strength not being what everybody else is. Is that doesn't go through that, right? I don't have that ability to um, pick myself up like that. It's very difficult for me in general. So I couldn't do it. Like literally couldn't do it. So when I did it, I was like, Holy shit. like, listen, you're gonna do anything. But also they focused in on like my collapsing chest, which was like a killer because I don't give a shit. Like whatever, it's part of my body. It is what it is. But the breast cancer community was like, why would you do that? But you know what? It's my body. And that's what happens when you have a double mastectomy. Like, it's just weird. It collapses weird, but it was just a bad look. And like the whole thing was just awful. And I was like, oh, how am I going to recover from this? But you know what? Like it's real life, man. Like it is what it is. You know, you get back up, you keep moving. And I made it to the end. And um, what killed me about that is it was like, I made it. Nobody said anything. Heather's failing the entire challenge. And it's like. Heather great job not completing it that's what it's all hi double mastectomy 48 year old scooted my freaking across that thing I actually made it across like it was like what the frick? because they know I can take it because I gave them so much out there <laughs> I was like Jeff have you done this one yeah have you it's like no I done that one. <laughs> so it's like exactly like stop yelling at me like just be quiet I it was, it's brutal. Like you're in overload. And so I was thinking to myself, like, you know, one of the things as a woman and you know, know this, like going out there, you're like, I'm going to look so cute in my thing. Girl, you get out there and you're like, I was naked in five minutes with my rolls hanging out. My boobs were like gigantic in that bra. I don't even know what was happening. And like, I didn't care. And nobody cared. Evie was like, you look great. So I said to Evie, like episode three, I'm like, when do I put a shirt on? Evie, when do I put a shirt what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? When do I put a shirt on? She's like, I think it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have this envision, like, oh, all my ex-boyfriends are going to think I look so cute. Oh my God. Meanwhile, I was like, oh, they're all like, good, dodge that bullet.
0: It's so nice to hear you talk about your relationship with Evie. And I feel like we were sort of robbed of that duo. I wanted more Tiff Evie time. So can you speak about your relationship and your duo and you, were you final too? Was that your end game partner?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I knew Evie was playing super hard. Okay. I'm like, this girl's got finals with everybody. She was super playing super hard. And I'm like, that's fine. Cause she's a lot like me. Like she's very likable and she's personable. And we were just one, it was like, I explained to her having her out there immediately was like my best college roommate. Like you just, meet each other in college and you're forever the duo. It was an instantaneous like family thing. It was the weirdest thing ever. Um so there's that. And yeah, it was our relationship was I mean, we laughed and we had so many ridiculous things that happened. Hysterical. And like it, it we were fun to be around like just for ourselves. Like I it's hard I make people laugh. But it's hard for people to make me laugh. I know that sounds really weird, but like People have, like I don't find certain things hysterical, but like our dynamic was really funny. Like there there was a ton of great stuff. And we have like a lot of inside jokes going on with Liana, too, like and they just didn't show it. And they they really made it look like they showed Liana and Evie's relationship a lot and they were closer. They were very, very close to each other also. And I didn't see that on the island as I knew it was happening. I knew it. But you didn't see it because Evie was very careful. They were very careful to play that, but I knew that it was that way. Right. I knew I wasn't Liana's number one. I knew Liana was in Evie's pocket. So I was like, then I have Evie and I have Liana because Liana has Evie and Evie has Xander. So I have Xander. I I was sitting pretty, like do the work girl. I'm good. You know? So yeah, we had such a great relationship. We just were there for each other the entire time. Just it was it was just a very good working dynamic. We stayed together up at the fire like all night when it rains. You know, it, you can't you have to see it. And they just did not show it as much as it was. So, you know, I think people notice now on social media that we're super close. I mean, I just dropped a bomb on her on tw- on on Instagram because she decided to put something up on Instagram about me sh- with Voce. You could take that out. Let me re-say that about me going aqua dump with voce. <laughs> so like. Lauren, let's be real. Okay. Just between you and me, yeah. this might not make the air people, but just in case. Yeah. So there are these people, right. That they can call you. And when you, they call you, you meet lift over the bathroom. I have it with my college friend. She calls me. I'm like, Oh my God, I've been having to go to the bathroom all day. This is amazing. Right. It's that like, it's that phenomenon. Right. So, and I also do my best talking in the bathroom. I love talking in the bathroom. I like company in the bathroom. It's not normal. I know. I, yes. My friends will say, is this abnormal. I know, but I don't like, I like to have my conversations in there. What's a better time?
0: So Voce became that person for me. What is the alliance name of you and Voce talking to one another in the bathroom? Like
1: potty talk? (laughs) (laughs) Like poopy talk? So here's the thing about Voce, right? I would go with him. I swear to God, I'd be, I'd be done after like three seconds. And he'd be like floating, holding on to like the side thing. You know, we were on the Beach, had that like little area. And I'd be like, you want a goddamn newspaper? Like, how are you serious, dude? It's a thousand degrees in the sun. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I just need time. I'm like, he was my, he was my Island husband. So like, that was the joke. We were husband and wife. So he was my, my potty person. So I I blew up Evie because she blew me up on, on Instagram today. So it's, it's waiting for her right now. Um, but yeah, so he was my, he was my toilet buddy, but we never talked strategy and that's what killed us.
0: Can you explain to our viewers, is there a strategy when it comes to aqua dumping in Fiji, Tiff?
1: Okay. So listen, people, there's a reason that people in Europe have the days. It's a thing, right? They're amazing. My dad has them in his house and I will just pray to God that I have to use a toilet because you are the cleanest person after you go to the bathroom. What is it's. You all need to just get on board because it's better for the environment. Anyway, I never thought that I'd be able to do it. So I would just float on outside into the, into the ocean. And then you like, sort of like sit, like you're in a chair <laughs> and then you kind of just like, you're relaxed and you're in the middle of Fiji and you're having these weird conversations with yourself. Like, am I really on Survivor? On in the water floating and making a do. And did this dude just pop up and now I have to frantically move my hand so that it goes the other way? Like, this is really happening to me. Like, you have those moments out there. Like, what the freak is, it? it's surreal, right? Like, I am in the middle of the water right now, pooping on a real show that six million people are gonna watch me doing this. And you just don't care. You're just out there. <laughs> it's weird. Then you find better spots. Liana had a great spot where it was like a stone toilet. So she would like sit in the stone toilet. It was fabulous. And the water would come in, take it and swash it. It was beautiful. It was her throne. And then me and Voce had the rocks where we would go and tide would not be in yet. So you'd be able to like sort of be like in a little bit of water and hold, I'm making it sound so beautiful. Hold on to the side and the water would come in and you'd hopefully time it perfectly. So it would go in and out. <laughs> like, that's what it is, boys and girls. The toilet tutorial.
0: I love it. The toilet tutorial. You just brought me back Tiff, because you're so right. When you are, you, you literally just said my exact thoughts when I'm out there going to the bathroom, like, am I really out here? And you're just, you, you literally, thank you for that. You just brought me back. I brought you back. I brought you back. And also like, I'm not, I'm not hating
1: on you people that like to like go on, you're like a land animal, but like the wiping situation. I'm not understanding
0: yeah, I, I never went on land. I couldn't go on land. I don't know how they went on land. I don't know what they wiped with, maybe their hand. Moving on from that. <laughs> yes, moving on from that. Yes. Was there anything about your game, Tiff, that you wish you had done differently? Yep.
1: Um, oh, God. So, you know, hindsight, when you're watching yourself back, why didn't I just do this at this moment? But I really did everything I could out there. But when you're watching it from home, you're like, you're sleeping, you're eating, and everything's making sense. But when you're out there, you're deprived, you're starving, you're tired, you're sweating, you're just scared for your life. And it's like, you're not obviously thinking as best as you can. However, hindsight, and it's not who I am to the core, but I might have kept one of his advantages, one of Xander's advantages. It's so not who I am at all, at all. But now, having played, I might have just been like, you know what, in good faith, I didn't use this on Evie, let me keep the extra vote. Like, I just didn't have it in my, I just, it didn't feel right, because, and I thought about it, let's, you know, I was like, Yo, I've got everything right now, like, are you kidding? But, <laughs> see ya. But like, It's not how you want to represent yourself on national TV in front of students. Um, But redemption is where I could turn around and be like, okay, I played my nice game. Now it's time for me to play my not so nice game with my good social game. If I ever were to play again, but you know, let's, we're lucky I got out there once. Let's not go crazy. So I'm sure there's a million people on a docket before me, but if I were to ever play again, like that would, I think I'd be a little bit more cause I have that side and now I have that fire for that. So like, that is what I wish I did. That's the only thing I wish I did differently because I, everything else I was, I was able to do.
0: When you watched it back, was there anyone's edit that surprised you?
1: Wow. Um, let me think about that for a minute. Uh, I was, I was actually very surprised that Heather got such a little edit. I thought it was way, she was way under edited. Um, they could have done more like unless the only thing I could think of is that they really just didn't have the footage. Like maybe there wasn't that much conversation going on because she was on a winning team. So that's the other thing that people don't think about when you're winning, right? There's not that much going on. So the, the, the TV time goes to the losing tribe and those are the great players because they're losing and they have to do stuff, right? Um, So ideally, like, you want to lose a little bit like we did and then you want to, like, win. So that, like, here I am, this is me, welcome to me, and now forget me for a little while and then I'll see you on the other side. So, like, yeah, she was, she really didn't get that much of an edit. And, you know, when you're dreaming of being on a show like that, that's got to kill. So I wish I would have seen more of her for her sake. I think that would have been, you know, nicer for her. Um, Obviously she had the fire moment, which was amazing. Um, I think Erica also got pretty under edited. Yeah, like it was not as much as I think she could have gotten. She was a really funny girl too. Like that, I I don't feel like her full personality was shown. Like she was super, super, she said some really funny stuff. Like she's a funny, funny girl. like we laugh hysterical now, but like you didn't see it that much on um, on the edit. So I think they could have done a better job at that. Maybe again, I'm not an editor and I can't, ima- I don't know how they do what they do. Honestly, I-, I can't even wrap my brain around it. So who am I to say anything? But, you know, so that was weird. Um, you know, my edit in the beginning, like how stupid they made me look. I was like, what? Like, why are you making me look this dumb? Like, all right. I needed her to explain it to me. And to be honest, I didn't trust her hundred percent because she had like a shit ton going on with Liana and Xander. So like, I was kind of putting my foot down, but it, they made me look like so stupid. And I was like, that is just a lot. Like, and they, they left out a lot of stuff that would explain some of it, but you know, but also you're saying what you're saying. So, you know, they're not making it up. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, listen, nobody's ever going to be a thousand percent happy with their edit, but knowing what I know now, I don't, I mean, I would like future players, I would say to them, don't worry about anything you do or say to these players, because the reality is you will all be okay at the end of it. You will all eventually come together. It's a shared experience. You all know what you're in, what you're getting yourselves into. So play your game. Like, don't be so concerned in real life. I'm not that concerned what people think about me because if I'm living my authentic best self and being a good human, then they're, if they're going to say something not nice about me, it's going to be something I did that was not nice. So like, I know by who I am, like that shouldn't happen that often because I know what I expect of myself. However, when you're playing a game, like play who you are and don't worry about what people are saying or going to think or cause who cares? Like who cares? Go out there and live your dream because it's your dream. Right? So, you know, it, It's hard to say because like, I'm super happy with everything. I love the people. I love the community. I think they're wonderful people that have reached out. The people who are haters, like I did a whole thing on Instagram, like stop being such jerks. That wasn't for me. And I I wasn't clear about it, but I was feeling for like the JDs, um, the Xanders, the young players, like these are babies. They're literal young babies, like my son's age. Like they don't need your hate. Stop it. Don't you know, like, if you have nothing nice to say? Shut your mouth. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear you. Like, you're nothing if you are saying something like that.
0: It's so true. It's so interesting. I can't imagine watching a reality show, like watching Jersey Shore and commenting on Snooki's page. Like, I can't believe you did that. Like, I just, it's a major jump between reality and like you don't actually know these people and I think there's there's a misconception where people feel like they know these people because they can comment on their page on social media
1: oh but it's bad like I'm super resilient but I will say even myself and I'm and I can take a lot I would read some things and you don't want it to bother you but you're like I want to this person up like I got into it with somebody on twitter because I was like you're a nasty jerk like sometimes you just gotta stick up for yourself and be like you know what go back into your basement behind your screen and say what you're going to say, like whatever. But sometimes it's like, stop it. You're disgusting. Stop watching. You don't like us. Stop watching. So like you get angry and you can't help it. You're human. So it's very hard. It's very hard for young players. It's a very, I mean, I, I swing between thinking that 19, 20 year olds shouldn't be playing this game. It's super, super taxing on your brain.
0: I would have to agree mentally, physically, all of it. And I would just encourage everyone. I said it in my last interview with Shannon Liana to be kind. People just need to be kind. We have it's so easy. stress and hate going on in the world. The last question that I have for you, Tiff, is how has the transition been from being a fan to now being an alumni and being a part of the community? Can you still enjoy the show in the same way that you did before you played the game?
1: So I cannot wait for 42 because I want to be like, oh my God, I know that spot. Oh my God, I know that spot. Like, and to watch it, not going like this. I was watching it like a horror film. I was like this, is it over? That's <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm like, just tell me, am I over it yet? <laughs> like, now I can sit back and watch it again and like know these people, you know, like some of them. And and it, it, it is like a big, it's like a fraternity, like a fraternity sorority thing. Like we're all members of the same little tribe. And like, we all know what happens and we all swear our season was the hardest. Like, okay. I mean, that's so stupid. Like, I even think I said it stupid. Like, how do you know? Like, unless you play with that season, like, how do you freaking know? It's like, so you can't even quantify that either. Dumb, dumbest thing I ever said on, on social media out loud. I smacked myself for that, but like, it's, it's the same. It's all very difficult and very fun. And I'm super excited for like a lot of what's to come, you know, just to watch it and cheer on and be there for like some of the people on 42 that, you know, I know are going to need me for like, Hey, listen, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to be fine. I promise it's going to blow over. Um, but just to be helpful to people in that way. Cause I know that that helps. I mean, you reached out to me and, and and so many people reached out. It was so nice. And you know, you're so scared. Like, am I supposed to answer? Am I mean, not supposed to answer like, I think I'm the only person that like, didn't know anybody or ever tweeted or spoke to any survivor person on that entire cast. I think I might've been the only person. I was like, wait, hey, you know that person? Like, that's against the law. <laughs> I was like, oh girl, I was like, so I was like, I think it helped me actually. I think not knowing some shit helped me because I wasn't in my head about it. So maybe that helped, but you know, now I'm seasoned. So, you know,
0: you're going to love it, Tiff. It's going to be fun. Cause you're going to be like, And especially if they play at the same beach, I'm like, oh, and that's where I had this and this. And that's when it becomes fun. It does. It does. Some people say that watching after is hard after they play. Um, what's next for you, Tiffany?
1: I know everybody asks, but you know, my answer is always going to be the same thing, which is when it falls in my lap, I'll know it. You know, I'm, I was a big wanting to be a podcaster for years. All my friends actually my friends want me to walk around with like this head cam on and just like walk around with my life because ridiculous happens to me all the funny stupid happens to me all day long I'm like I'm not walking around with a camera on myself all day long like what is wrong with you? nobody wants to watch me for 12 hours walking around but I'm so I funny. do I want to
0: watch you girl absolutely that would be so entertaining tip you don't even have to say anything like you just walking around <laughs> just try it why not I don't know what the hell I'm like why do
1: you people want to see this like it's, it's hysterical to me, but like, I don't know. It's funny. So we'll see what, what comes. I mean, I've gotten some things, you know, to, to do some fun things for PR of things. And I don't know, Lauren, like I want to win survivor.
0: Oh, we are the same person. I feel that in my soul. Where can everyone keep up with you, Tiffany, as you journey through life?
1: As I journey through life, you can find me saying ridiculous, about coats on Instagram and asking anybody if they know where things go when you put it on your clip a clipboard where where is that because the clipboard what, what is that thing like it's on your clipboard I don't have a clipboard you know I'm trying my hand tick tock I suck at it they're like shit I'll help you
0: that. I got you girl
1: they're so they're so terrible Lauren you, you can't get this girl this girl is ungettable okay <laughs> it's ungettable it's oh bad. my gosh! Um, you know, I do a lot of Instagram lives just for fun. I'll Peloton and just go live. People just sit there and stare at me. I don't know why. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and just you know, being a good human and and my door is always open to people to come in, talk, have coffee, and just chat. We always do that here. And you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know, podcasting maybe, but we'll see. I don't even know the first thing about it. Like I don't even get it.
0: It's I'll help you, girl. This guy is the tip. You can literally do anything you put your mind to, including winning survivors. So I hope to see you back out there to all of you that are tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Lauren Ashley Beck. This is life after Borneo. We're going to have another surprise special guest next week. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks. Thanks Lauren.